Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome back. Chucky's on 106.7 The Fan. We're live on NBC Sports Washington, as always, presented by Crop Metcalf. They are the official heating and cooling company of the Junkies. Looking to be their next five-star HVAC technician or plumber? Visit CropMetcalf.com to join their team. I'm John Paul Flame, joined by Eric Bickle, Johnny Cakesawville, and Jason Bishop. Honored to be joined now on the Mattress Warehouse Hotline for the second time. Joining the Junkies, Governor Larry Hogan, the 62nd governor of the state of Maryland. He's got a new book out called Still Standing, Surviving Cancer Riots and the Toxic Politics that Divide America. Welcome, Governor. Hey, good morning, guys. It's great to be back. Good to have you. With the book, I actually wanted to start with cancer. Everybody knows um, you battled it for 18 weeks and did chemo, I believe, for 18 weeks. I wanted to rewind to before that. Did you know you had symptoms? Like, what brought you to the doctor, and then what was it like when you got that diagnosis? You know, it was really kind of crazy. I had, uh, you know, I had just won the biggest upset in the country. I went in Maryland. Um, we went through our first legislative session. Then I was battling the riots in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we were on our first trade mission to Asia, and I was shaving on my last day in Japan. I got this. I saw this lump in my in my neck, in my throat, and I was like, "Well, that's, it didn't hurt at all." But I was like, "Oh, that's kind of funny." I didn't really have any big symptoms of any kind. I was feeling a little run down, but I thought it was jet lag and working too hard, a little tired, but uh, a couple of aches and pains in my back. But I was like, didn't feel, you know, like I was really ill. But I came back from that trip and went to the doctor and, uh, you know, they did a scan of my neck. And then they said, we want to do another one of your chest and then a little lower, a little lower. These three guys walked in the room, doctors who I just uh, met and said, uh, uh, we got some bad news for you, Governor. You got very advanced and aggressive cancer that's spread all over your body. You got, I had like 50-some oh. tumors from my neck to my groin, and oh my I had God. to immediately go in and start uh, you know, 24-hour-a-day chemotherapy, which lasted about six months, and then another 12 months of, of uh, chemo after that, the maintenance. But uh, I'll tell you, it was, uh, you know, it was Father's Day weekend. It was Friday when I got that news, and you know, first thing I thought of was, how am I going to tell my wife and my kids, and, uh, and actually mm-hmm. my dad, who was coming over, he was 80 at the time, but... You know, so how am I going to tell him? And, and uh, everybody's got to, you know, cry out of it. But then Monday morning, I had to tell all the six million people in Maryland who just had put their faith in me just mm. a few months earlier. So, but yeah, I'll tell you, it made me a stronger person. And uh, I realized what, what kind of struggles, you know, people that are dealing with that terrible disease go through. And I met some incredible people with tougher battles than mine and their family. So 
just a part of my story. And I still, to this day, I'm very involved in cancer charities and trying to raise awareness. Governor Hogan, you're obviously a very busy man. How have you had time to write a book? Like, yeah. I, I, I could write a book if I, I mean, nobody would care about it. Nobody would want to read it because I have, I, so it, yeah. I have so much time on my hands, but you're running a state. You're running the coronavirus response. You got, I mean, you have so much on your plate. How did you yeah. carve out time to actually write the book? Yeah, well, it's crazy. So a lot of it, because it's not, um, you know, the way this process works, it takes a while. And people have been telling me for a long time, hey, you, you know, you really should write a book. You know, how did you win that big election? Uh, what was it like dealing with the riots? How, how, man, that cancer story. You know, a lot, you know, I know somebody I love that went through cancer. Tell, tell that story. How did you get reelected? And so there were bits and pieces of it that I was working on over a long period of time, just nights and weekends when I was bored or couldn't sleep or, you know, didn't have something you know, so it wasn't all just sit down and let me write, you know, 300 some pages in the middle of a pandemic. Um, I turned in the book back February 1st to the publisher. It was supposed to come out the 1st of June. And I said, you know, we're in the middle of a crisis. You can't possibly. I was in a state of emergency and uh, they would only push the pause button until the end of July, uh, which is why it's out now. But they asked if I would update it uh, with a couple of extra chapters about you know this most recent pandemic. And so that's why I just wrote like, a, you know, another 30 pages. Uh, late at night, <laughs> you know, we're working seven days a week on the pandemic and the economic crisis, but I squeezed in a little just to make it current, and I think people find it interesting. And I even get to talk a little bit about DeMatha and growing up in Prince George's <laughs> County, and so nice. you guys will... You guys might even read that part. I mean, you know, <laughs> I talk oh, a little, nice. you know, Adrian Dantley and, you know, basketball. and Right. <laughs> what, back year, what year? I know you left your senior year, right? You moved to Florida, I think, is the is the, is the yeah, story. Yeah, I talk about that a little bit. I actually went just a freshman and, and sophomore year, and then my parents got divorced, and right. I moved, moved with my mom down to Florida. But, you know, finally last year, they gave me an honorary DeMatha diploma. Uh, <laughs> so I have this, this fake diploma from DeMatha, but it's uh, <laughs> it means a lot to me anyway. Uh, but, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a DeMatha stag. Even though, uh, even though I, I never graduated like you guys did. Yeah, well, Bickle has a fake one too, and he was there four years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you did graduate, Governor. Just to clear it up. That'd be true. You graduated from high school. Just to clear it up, you did graduate from high school. You just didn't graduate from. Yeah, no, I did make it through high school. I actually, <laughs> right. actually, even went on to college. I graduated from Florida State. Yeah, you know, they used to have a football program too. Free shoes university. <laughs> when they yeah, used free, to have a football free shoes, program. Free shoes, free seafood university, free shoes university. Yeah. Joined uh, by free Governor Larry a good Hogan. One. Uh, Governor Larry Hogan, while we while we talk about about sports somewhat i did see you got a nice endorsement from cal ripkin on your website there promoting the book yeah cal is a good friend and uh just a tremendous guy and a, and a hero and and uh I, I appreciated him uh saying some nice things but he's you know he's obviously such an institution in maryland and uh, he's a good guy and uh, you know we, we become pretty good friends so uh just to slide into politics we'll get to the coronavirus i saw yesterday um, you talked about mail-in voting, and you were just—you you, you said you, you find it hard to be flabbergasted by some of Trump's tweets, but you still were. Well, I mean, it's just—he uh, you know, doesn't have any ability to change the date of the election. It's only Congress can do that, so it just wasn't any reason for it. It caused a whole big commotion, and everywhere I went, they're saying, "What do you think about what Trump said?" And I was like, "It doesn't really matter because he can't change it. So why are we arguing about it, basically?" Hmm. All right. So uh, to rewind, a can, I, no, can I just can I can I just yeah, stay sure. on politics for just for a second? Because right. yeah. you love politics so much, Jason. Yeah, I mean, I just, we're going to so, talk some sports. We got to talk politics. You know, I, was, I came on your show so we could get away from that. I thought we were talking right. Redskins. Just, you know, 
Baseball. That's basketball. no longer the Redskins. Washington yeah, football team. team. Oh, oh well, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, my my question is, and look, I'm 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 kind of balanced, all right, because I voted yeah. Democrat in my life, and I voted Republican. I've, yeah, I've been on both. I've been on both sides. But if Trump was touting, let's keep schools closed, you know, let's shut down sports and all of that, everything that the Democrats are saying, what do you think the Democrats would be saying? Would the Democrats be? Would Biden be saying that we let's open schools? Let's I'll open up your sports. You, yes. what, what do you What do you think would happen? Yeah, well, that's honestly? a great. That's a great uh, point. Some Some of that is true. I mean, look, um, I, I talk about. I'm just fed up with the whole political process, and there is a lot of divisiveness. And oh, yeah. and sometimes, you know, I just want to work together. I don't, I don't care. I'm kind of a get to work and get things done kind of a guy, and I'll mm-hmm. work with anybody to try to solve problems. But nowadays, it's just you know, red versus blue. You know, liberals and conservatives, Republicans, Democrats, and nobody seems to want to fix any problems. They just want to like you they know, just want the power. Call each other names. They just want the power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let me yeah. ask you this, Gov. Um, I'm a law abider. We, and you yeah. guys, you know what I mean. I put my seatbelt on. Uh, if you, you tell me to wear a mask, I'll wear the dumb mask. But you know this as well as anybody that that thing is a filthy rag. That with our kids have them all over the cars. Yeah. My my kids, they share them with their friends because they're they're going into a restaurant and they forget that they didn't bring their mask. Um, right. I mean, I think I honestly believe, and it's just me. I'm not a doctor. I'm just a dummy. I honestly believe I'm getting more sick wearing the mask than. Than otherwise. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I'm surprised to hear you're not a, a doctor. First of all, um, yeah. you, you know, I could you be. Me hey, he does have a master's degree, school. Governor. I do have a master's. Oh, a master's. I'm close. I'm halfway. Yeah, um, but but yeah, I, I get it. Uh, but you're, first of all, you're supposed to wash the masks so they're not filthy and you're not breathing in the germs from two weeks ago. Right, but, but we know nobody uh, does that. It's like it's just like changing your underwear. You know what I mean? You got to wash them <laughs> once in a while. Uh, but uh, look, all of the. Donald, Donald Trump, you know, says wearing a mask is patriotic. He put the mask on every single day. Mm-hmm. We have these calls with the coronavirus task force at the White House. And you mm-hmm. have the CDC and Fauci and Burks and all these people saying the mask is the most important thing. I, they came to us, all of our doctors, and said you can either close all the businesses, mm-hmm. all the bars and restaurants and every, all the retail stores, or we can keep the entire economy open. We have 98% of all of our businesses open. Mm-hmm. And the only thing you need to do is get people to wear the damn mask. And All right, like, so let's say we wear the mask. Solution for me. All right, I don't so want to put people it. out of work. I don't want to close businesses. It, it ain't that hard. Yeah, look, <laughs> you know? I'm wearing it, but I'm wearing it. And my family, yeah. I, I encourage people to wear them. Yeah. Um, so how much longer, though? When are we going to be out of this? If, if the mask is going to solve it. Cap, would that be, would, if we made you wear a baseball cap, would it be better? Uh, he wears one of those every day already. No, God, I'm just asking. That's when is it make it mandatory. When is it over, though? What are we well, that's done a with? really good question. I mean, we don't know. Unfortunately, we now have, I think, 21 states across the country that are kind of raging out of control. Luckily, we're not one of them because we've taken some pretty aggressive actions. But, you know, this thing crosses borders. It doesn't stop at the state line. And, um, you know, it's 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 not we're not getting it under control. So uh, it, it's kind of scary. I mean, it, right now it looks pretty good. We're in a lull in Maryland and I want to kind of keep it that way. Uh, but there, I, I, I'm on calls with my fellow governors who are on, really having difficult problems with, you know, 25, 28% infection rates, overflowing hospitals, you know, thousands of cases every day, people dying. And, and we just don't want us to be back in that situation where we were, you know, back in uh, March and April. Well, here, here's now a question for you. Put, you one you more, just, JP, one more. How many, how many, how many cases? I thought we were going to talk sports. Isn't this the junk? 
I got a yeah. sports question. <laughs> go ahead. I quit. Go ahead. I quit. It's it actually regarding the COVID. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I want to talk you, a little what, serious about COVID too. So, if you well, let me ask that, you this: Would you help. would you would you advise the University of Maryland and Coach Locks over there to have practices and to start their season when they are you know planning on on starting the Big Ten schedule? What do you think about the, the Terps? Yeah, so I, I talked with the president of the, of the University of Maryland yesterday, and they have a really uh, good plan, it sounds like to me. They, he was calling me to kind of update me on their plans. We're going to test. Uh, you know, they're, they're not going to bring all the students back on campus. They're going to try to do about 80% of their courses online. Of course, people are coming back for science classes or lab classes or things where you have to be there. It's different. Um, so they're going to they're going to have be able to space out and distance in the dorms and not have people packed into one room. I think they're going to have single room dorms and things like that. On the sports program, I mean they've already uh, you know been testing everybody and had them back on campus for quite a while, uh, sort of in a, not not quite in the bubble you have down in Orlando, but it, you know staying to themselves. The guys are not out you know partying with their friends. They're they're staying in one place. They're testing them regularly. They only had a. Out of 200 people with the football program, they found nine positive cases and isolated them. Um, so I think they're working towards that, and, and I think that the uh, Big Ten is supposedly going to make some kind of a decision, maybe as early as uh, this weekend, Sunday or Monday, about what they're going to do. Uh, but I think they're working towards trying to figure out a way to get the guys to play. Uh, yeah. So that's what I'm hoping. Talking to Governor Larry Hogan, his new book is called Still Standing, available in all bookstores. Since you want to talk about sports, one of the big things we saw recently was Dr. Fauci's first pitch. How would a Governor Hogan first pitch look? Well, um, I mean, I, no offense to Dr. Fauci, who, uh, who I, I happen to like and talk to quite often during this uh, pandemic, um, I would say he should not quit his day job uh, because I don't think he's going to get a I don't think he's going to get a pitching job uh, in, in Major League Baseball. Uh, he's really good at the doctor stuff, but not so great at throwing out that first pitch. So, but you know what? I'll tell you, it's funny. I, I think I can probably throw a better uh, pitch than than him. But uh, I've I've sort of avoided those throwing. They ask me all the time to throw out a first pitch. I haven't I haven't been playing baseball for a long time, and I've seen so many politicians go out there you know and and bounce it halfway the home plate or throw it up in the stands and so i've been i've been really careful to say i'm not going to go embarrass myself you know yeah i was yeah, looking uh, for video and I, I think maybe did did your did the first lady throw out the first pitch i've been been looking for well, yeah you know what's really what's really interesting so the, i was on my way this is a great story i was on my way to sarasota for a, they had a charity weekend we had the whole weekend planned i was going to throw out the first pitch for a yankees game uh, there was raising uh, cancer charities for kids. With it was a, a country music weekend. Well, I was on my way on the plane when we got the word of the first corona cases outbreaking in Maryland. And so I touched down in uh, in Tampa and ran full speed to the other end of the airport to catch a plane to come back. It was a giant U-turn, and I left my wife in Sarasota, and she filled in for me at all the events all weekend. And she threw out the first pitch. Uh, and I was on. I was talking to Brooks Robinson, who said, "Man, that your wife has got a hell of an arm." <laughs> apparently, apparently, she did better than me. Right, right. That's funny. Yeah, well, all right. So, so uh, pressure-packed pitch. Yeah, she's pretty good. Uh, she's quite the athlete. But um, you know, one, one serious thing I want to touch on because I, I know a lot of your audience is uh, you know you know younger guys and. Uh, one thing we're concerned about here in Maryland is our numbers are doing pretty well among people over 35, but they're skyrocketing among people under 35. And so we right now have a 
our, our infection rate among 35 and younger is 75% higher. Uh, 50, 56% of all of our new cases are under 35. And the bulk of our new hospitalizations, which are up 28%, are people under 35, which is a total reversal of what was going on earlier. You know, at the beginning of this, it was all people in their 70s and 80s, and they were coming from nursing homes. And now it's not. It's people in their 20s and 30s. But so isn't that want, better, Gov? People ought to be careful, you know. Be isn't that better? Listen to the, what's that? Isn't that better, though, that younger people yeah. absorb this because yeah. they do better, so the hospitalization yeah. isn't as meaningful as it was earlier where yeah. our older people were being slaughtered? Yeah, well, no, it is. It is it's good news, but it's not great news. I mean, the bad news is people are getting really sick. And they're sick enough to go in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we have you know close to 600 people in the hospital right now. It's a lot lower. They're surviving. They're not dying, but they're in the hospital for 10 days on oxygen and taking yeah. all kinds of. Med- it's not the fun thing to do. <laughs> for sure, but most yeah. of them also tend to have a lot of issues. Obesity is a huge issue in our country. It tends yeah. to be the number one thing. Like I don't think hey, were we're you, talking, were talking enough about that. that? <laughs> we, we, was that a personal dig when you said? <laughs> no, no, no. I can look in the mirror. I mean, I need to lose ten pounds. Who doesn't need to lose ten or fifteen pounds? But, yeah. but I mean, we should be talking more about that. We sh- we yeah. should be building our immune systems. We should be losing weight. We should be getting yeah. fitter. We should be getting our vitamin D. We should be taking our vitamins. Nobody talks yeah. about that. I feel like I should go work out as soon as I hang up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At least work yeah. on that opening pitch. Yeah, hey, work on my pitch. Hey, Gov, hey. let's let's uh, let's keep it light for a second. October third, yeah. big date in Maryland, the Preakness. Oh what, yeah. What are, what are we gonna see as far as you know? Uh, I know it's a ways no off. No fans. But, I no mean, fans. Completely fanless. A uh, few VIP fans allowed. What's the Preakness going to look like in a few months? You know, it's a really good question. It's kind of like we're trying to figure out, <clears throat> you know, what. Look how look how the start of uh, Major League Baseball has been. They had some plans. They're you know they're starting to fall apart a little bit and crumble. They're trying to figure out a way to keep it going. Uh, we don't really know what football looks like, right? We're trying to get. We're trying to see if we can't figure out a way to play. Not only college football, but professional football. And then, so the pre, Preakness is sort of like that, a little further down the road. We pushed it back to October, uh, we, hoping that that would be beyond, you know, the, the, the crisis. Uh, sadly, it looks like this is going to continue into the fall. And it just depends on kind of where we are in the, in the fight, I think. I mean, if we, if we look right, if in October, if Maryland looks like, you know, uh, we did back in, in April or what Texas and Florida and Mississippi and Arizona and California look like right now, mm-hmm. uh, then you probably don't have any fans there. But, you know, if we continue to, you know, beat this thing down and stamp it out and, and uh, we're making real progress, and it's possible we could have. We still have to be, I'm sure, distanced and not, not going to be packing them in the infield probably. What are, like what are the rules? used to getting drunk in the infield. <laughs> right, right. But, pickles, uh, but you might be able especially. to see some people out there, you know, watching the race. Maybe what, some VIPs. Maybe I can get one of you guys in. There you go. What one. Are, what, are the, what are the rules on, um, on youth sports right now in the state of Maryland? Yeah, well, we have kids out playing and trying to keep them as safe as possible. It is because we, we, we thought it was important to try to get kids out there. Um, I'll tell you what, we've had some – recent just this past week or so some some teams coming in visiting that are playing uh you know b- baseball together that uh we had some cases flare up and some infection spreads not it's not a widespread thing but we had a couple of outbreaks where a team uh you know we had some a bunch of kids and then they came right. in and gave it to other kids so 
you know, look, we're, we're, we're just trying to, we're trying to try to get things back to normal, but also keep the kids safe. I mean, the kids aren't getting like this conversation earlier. Kids aren't getting really sick like the older people either, but they're spreading it to their parents and grandparents. And so, uh, you know, we don't want kids getting sick. So but what, but here, get one going. other argument, one other point. But couldn't so and what we do, Gov, and my family is to protect that. I don't let my kids near my mother. Right. I only yeah, see well, her outside. Good. So why don't yeah. we leave it up to people's individual responsibility? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, is that just because you don't want to hang out with your mother? Or your no, I have her out on the patio. Oh, yeah. You keep her out there all the time. We, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Tana. The tent. Yeah, yeah. Even if it rains. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, you know what? Seriously, our, we, we do this contact tracing, t- try to find out where the infection comes from, where you've been, where do you think you got it? Who have you been, you know, who you're spreading it to? Amazingly, the thing came back this week. Everybody says, oh, it's bars and restaurants. Actually, uh, the number one thing was family gatherings. Right. Because people are saying, I'm not going out. I'm not going to this. I'm not going to ha- go to these places. I'm going to take it easy and just hang out with our family. So 20 or 30 people are hanging out in the backyard. Nobody has a mask. You're, you're just, you know, you feel comfortable. But actually, one person went to work. One person went to camp. Somebody right. went to the bar. And they brought it home and gave it to the whole family. So that's where a lot of the spread is. The next one was offices. You know? Well, they're idiots. Uh, yeah, yeah. And it's probably because 85%. you wouldn't wash your mask and because you took it off. You know, it's yeah. guys like you. Last question for you, Governor <laughs> yeah. Hogan. On the lighter yeah. side, do you like any of the Washington football team potential names, whether it's the Red Wolves or Red Tails or some of the other ones? You know, I don't really have a favorite. It's, it's, uh, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit uh, concerned about, you know, I'm offended by the first part of the name because Washington to me is, is yeah, offensive. Come on. It <laughs> represents everything about dysfunction and divisiveness. <laughs> you know, I think they should drop that. I think they should be the Prince George's football team or <laughs> Maryland's other football team, something like that, you know? All right. All right. Too easy for you. Thanks Too a lot, easy. Governor Hogan. The book's right, still standing. Surviving Cancer Riots, a Global Pandemic, and the Toxic Politics that Divide America. You can get it at stillstandingbook.com or wherever books are sold. Hey, Thanks, guys. Gov. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you, Governor. Thanks for sparring Thank you, with Governor. us. All right. Take care, guys. Uh, yeah, all right, You man. too. Appreciate it. <clears throat> That's Governor Larry Hogan. Jason, for yeah, yeah. instance, and I know everyone's upset. Uh, about what? But, but, you know, like, if you have 30 people in your backyard, well, you uh. deserve whatever corona you get. You know what I mean? Like, I'm yeah, not suggesting I mean, people should have 30 people in their backyard. I'm not. It's a bad move, but I mean, you deserve it. But, I know, but the point. But saying you deserve it, it just makes things harder. It just prolongs it. You right, right. I mean? But all I'm saying is, we should be leaving it up to the individual responsibility of people to make their own smart decisions. Well, that's okay, essentially they what they that, do. They don't do that for seatbelts. I mean, there's a lot of things yeah, well, you could say the same thing. For, correctly, why do but, we have seatbelt laws? Why do we have you, drinking and driving? You probably laws? shouldn't have seatbelt laws. No, drinking and driving laws are different because that puts others at risk. You know, I don't. I don't think a seatbelt necessarily puts others. Yeah, but why at do we risk. have a drinking age? Say again? You could say individual choice. Why do we have a drinking age? I mean, you can do this in a lot well, of laws. Well, that's a little different. That's a little different, I think, than just protecting yourself against 10 billion viruses. But uh, ultimately, that's what it is. I mean, ultimately, you're leaving it up to the person. There's 330 million people. I mean, yeah. you can't monitor 300 million people. You just have to leave it up to them to make their own decisions of and course. to make the right decisions. Of and course. We're well, just trying to help with the masks. Much yeah. like a seatbelt. Let me ask, and, and I wanted to ask him real quick: If you don't wear the mask out in public in Maryland, and a cop drives by, is 
Can you get ticketed? Can you get fined? I don't even know. I think only if you're not social distancing. In D.C., the the mayor is telling them to call the cops on you. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) Unbelievable. Got to take a break. We'll be back with more here on The Junkies. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.